0: Episode 92 of Jen and Millie, where a Gen Xer and a millennial share the strength-based perspective through which they view the world. We are your hosts, Allison and Tess. Welcome to 2022.
1: 2022!
0: I still have a hard time writing it. Do you?
1: Um, So I was journaling this weekend because I went on like my solo sabbatical that I do at the beginning of the year. I want you to talk about that. And I will. I kid you not, I wrote 2019.
0: Shit, that's the bookends we're in, man. It is, it's the bookends that we're in. We don't even know. Mm -hmm. I think, okay, first I wanna pause and say, because I listen back to these episodes, I recognize that I do not finish sentences. And I would like to know why no one has ever given me that feedback. So that's something I wanna talk about today is how do we give meaningful and caring feedback? Um, I'm diving a little bit into the 360 tool. I'm going to be something that I'm going to be utilizing and using. But the first thing I want to do is have it done for me because I really want feedback. I love feedback. But I wondered why no one has ever said to me, holy shit, you never finish a sentence. And I listen back to these episodes and I can hear the train of thought. And I know where the train is headed. But then I... (laughs) go on a different track and the sentence never ends. And you're
1: like, yep.
0: And do you know who else does that? Glennon Doyle. And you know, my Mm -hmm. love hate relationship with Glennon Doyle. So I want to ensure that in this new chapter of my life, Mm -hmm. I am open to feedback. And I'd like to say that to you, dear, dear friend and colleague Mm -hmm. and trusted advisor and coach and lifelong feedback provider that I want you to feel comfortable and I want the listeners Mm -hmm. to feel comfortable giving me feedback. I'm actually in a little bit of a pondering and I'm gonna bring this up uh, a little bit later on today. I want us to talk about what it would feel like to do a 360, when it's a good idea and when it isn't. And one of the things I'm looking at is, should you ask, who should you ask? (laughs)
1: Okay. Um, Who okay, should you ask? Pause, feedback? Though I'm uh, somewhat familiar, but I bet you anything, there's someone out there that will listen that doesn't know what 360 is. Right. What is? The we'll talk about it later. Well?
0: Oh, okay. we'll talk about it later. So I want to start with. <laughs> okay. Sorry that I don't end sentences and I don't stay on track, <laughs> and, friends.
1: Yeah,
0: you start to I vow to about- <laughs> be. I vow to be better about that. And what I thought is, starting here in the new year, we would start with a few things that we're going to talk about. Okay. Intentionally, like an outline. Okay. Like like an outline. Now, granted, we never <laughs> we never prep for these. I'm not saying that in a way that sounds like we don't care about this, but we don't prep for these because we want them to be spontaneous mm-hmm. conversations. True. However, I think it might be good for us to outline in my word of the year chapter story. Great, you're going to take the notes even better because you're <laughs>
1: so much. I know what your notes are like. So I will <laughs> put an outline. I w- whatever you tell me, normally we don't plan. So I see where I the want conversation to, goes. Okay.
0: I want to be sure that today we talk about your fabulous um, solo trip and reflection time,
1: okay.
0: that we talk about, of course, our words of the year. And then I'd like us to talk about feedback. Mm-hmm. at us we're growing up test <laughs>
1: 2022
0: <laughs> so you wrote 2019 is what you <laughs> yes. said and i believe that's how this conversation yes. started Seriously. because we're all stuck in the repeat groundhog day of holy Shit. there it's... are a lot of people sick again
1: i just like i know and i just could not I, like, wrote it, and I was – because in my mind, I was like, oh, and it's a new year, right? Like, that was what I had in my head. Like, the year has changed. So this is the first time I'm writing the new year in my journal. And normally, like, I just – when I make a mistake, I just cross out. But it was so ridiculous that I (laughs) tore out the page. I just, like – I just can't even have record of the fact that I literally backdated myself, what, three years at that point? Like, it's – it was I bet a lot of people
0: (laughs) are going through that. I feel like a lot of us are re-experiencing the winter – of the ending days of 2020 and 2019. yeah, The ending days, like going into this season, winter season, great book wintering. I haven't read it yet, really want to, but I think we all are experiencing lack of seasonal change when things feel like a repeat. I was supposed to go to a concert last night, got canceled because one of the band members tested positive you know, we're we're repeating a lot of things that I'm sure we kind of expected post-holiday season that people would be. Yeah, I
1: know. Um, it's so crazy. And then possibly, like, going virtual with the National Mentoring Summit. I would not be surprised if they if that happens. So,
0: yeah. I okay, I'm going to go get my sage you know, stick, my Palo yeah. Santo stick I out, know. and sage There's that you like, just said that. We don't put those words out into the universe it's because kind –
1: of, rates are the worst here in the DMV area. Like, it's seriously, they're the worst in the country.
0: I I have no travel scheduled. I can't travel like I plan to um, for this next week because of a lot of scenarios going on. But my next travel, my next hop on a plane reason, Uh unless something changes, and we've got a lot of things are very fluid um, with work, so I may have to go back to Nebraska, but if, like, my my first two twenty two travel was supposed to be Florida, that has now shifted, and I was anticipating it being D.C. and seeing you, oh. so don't even say that. Yeah, get the sage out. I'll I won't get the, I'll get the Palo Santo <laughs> stick. I should bring you one. Do you have one?
1: I do not have a sage stick, no.
0: It's a Palo Santo stick, oh, sorry. if we're being, if we're being so specific. Sorry. I do not have um, a Palo
1: Santo stick.
0: I gave Palo Santo to dear friends um, for the holidays. I usually include it in their gifts. And then mm-hmm. it came in um, stockings this year. Oh,
1: sweet. So. I love it. Yes, love everybody
0: that. is super excited about that. I I am a big believer, of course, I in am. ritual, which ties mm-hmm. so much, I think, to how I grew up. Mm-hmm. But also... I just want to speak out loud to the universe. We want Mm -hmm. for Allison and Tess to be in person in DC later this month.
1: Oh, please. Yes. I love
0: it. Okay. Let's talk first about um, your reflection. Mm -hmm. Let's ease then into words of the year. And then let's um, have our our last bit be about feedback.
1: Look at that. You followed the uh, outline perfectly. Um, Okay. So if you have been with us for a while, you know that every year, around the first week of the year I take a sabbatical a solo trip time to retreat um generally by myself there have been two exceptions to that since I started doing it in 2017 I think I looked back and I nope nope it would have been there was one other time I think I skipped a year but I think it was 2015 and I skipped 2016 but anyway So this time of the year, initially it started because it was super easy to do at teammates because of how vacation and then my birthday's on the second and so it's like all this vacation rolled together, it was a little bit of a a slower time and so it's just like the perfect time to to get away for a bit um, without having to take like a lot of um, like paid time off because of the holidays. Um, And so it just, like, was convenient then, and I just love the rhythm of it. Like, I love the rhythm of the new year in general, and I know how much you love New Year's Eve. Like, I love the new year, Um, and it's always just been the newness in my life, too, because my birthday is so close to it. It's just, like, everything for me resets at that time, Uh, and so it's just a time where I really wanted to – I've always just wanted to reflect on the last year, um, stay centered and present, and then also like plan for the new year. So little past, present, future action. and I was, um, you know, this year, I, you know, now living in D.C., I have so such quick access to so many awesome places. And so right away, I was like, okay, for my trip, I know it's going to be cheaper, and I'm really going to want to stay, like, somewhere on the East Coast, like, come back here after the holidays, and then find some place to take the train to. And um, I ended up going to Cape Cod, um, which was so much fun. And so I took, you know, it's a very summery place. And so I knew it would be, you know, it's like Martha's Vineyard or, you know, like all the the Hamptons and things like that right up there like they're all right next to each other like you don't when we think about these places we don't really realize they're literally just ferries away from each other and so is cape cod and um and so i took the train up to providence rhode island and then uh drove up rented a car there um and then drove the car there to um to cape cod which is about 45 minutes away um from providence so it was um so wonderful i had this little cottage like right on the beach that had a hot tub on the porch and you know the n- fancy string lights outside and it was cold and um the beach was so beautiful and i think i saw one other person on the beach the whole time that i was there and i maybe ran into like two people when i went into plymouth massachusetts like to go see like plymouth rock and where the pilgrims landed like i think i ran into like yeah one or two other people and then but then i was like by myself the whole time i mean i went to the grocery store you know got groceries and stuff because i didn't really want to eat out or anything and um just wanted to like stay in and journal but so anyway so that's kind of like my rhythm there have been a few exceptions to that as you know i went with my best friend alex last year she's like i've never spent a birthday with you and i really want to spend a birthday with you so we did it together last year and i said okay the conditions of the trip though is that you have to do all the reflecting with me and the planning with me and so because that's what this trip is for And then the year before that was London, which was a lot of like really high energy. I did all the planning, all the reflecting, but it was just like perfect culmination. And then right before the pandemic, it was just kind of crazy. But, um, but yeah, I, you know, this time I always do my reflecting a little differently every year and like follow a little bit of a different plan, which probably seems odd because it's a ritual that I do every year, but I don't do it in the same way every year. And as much as I love planning and knowing that I probably you know i choose generally a different location every year to go i also kind of choose a different way about going about doing this and so you know last couple years it's been like some intense guided reflection um year before that i went totally freestyle and just went like what were all the things i can remember and how am i feeling about this last year and how am i feeling going into this next year there have been years where i've charted it out on like a timeline like what was january like what were the f- a high and low from January high and low from February you know so charting it all out um this year I actually followed a plan from a formal retreat that I went to in I found fall of 2018 that was like a planning for 2020. And I remembered it because when I was back in Omaha, I had dinner with my pastor and his wife and they had asked me about spiritual direction that I do. And he was wanting to kind of do spiritual direction and he had gone to a retreat. And they had recommended spiritual direction, but the retreat leader didn't really know a lot about the resources in Omaha or how to actually get connected to a spiritual director. And that's where I got connected to my spiritual director was through that retreat. And so I went back to it and it was called the spiritual path. And it was it's like a pretty like structured plan about like reflecting on the highs and lows of the past year and then from that kind of discerning what are the main lessons that you learned from that and how can you use those as what are called guideposts for approaching the next year based on what you've learned in the last year and i like the framework i've only this is the first time i've really actually like picked it up since i went on the retreat and i liked using it um and so i'm kind of excited to see how the year unfolds because that's how i went through about reflecting but yeah
0: i i don't know that i've ever heard you use the word freestyle
1: that was what you got. Out of everything that I,
0: <laughs> I got a lot out of it. I, I always take, yeah. I take mental notes, but sometimes I write things down specifically so that I can go back to them. And and the reason I'm, I'm asking that is assumptions that we make about people with high context is that they're going to do things the same. Yeah. And I, I really kind of appreciate that. I think it's your strategic that plays into this and
1: my my adaptability it can and your adaptability
0: but i also think that it's important for us to kind of note what is it that we maybe are doing differently than we've ever done before and i think part of that was influenced by your word of the year last year
1: Hmm.
0: and i think my word of the year last year muse was has greatly influenced where i am now and what i'm planning to do with my new word of the year Hmm. But also, as we kind of talked about in the green room, these are things that the word chooses you, I believe, but also it can bring so much, so many different meanings. Mm -hmm. So part of the reason I chose the word chapter is because I couldn't choose the word story out of respect Mm -hmm. for that being the name of a, a new baby that's um, part of my, my universe. Um, my friend Kristen's new baby's name is Story. And so I, I deliberately didn't want to choose that word in honor of Story. Mm-hmm. However, much of my word of the year is influenced by Story, and much of my word of the year is influenced by last year's word. Secondly, I love guideposts. And I think we talk about bookends a lot. We talk about a lot of different things here, but guideposts. And I think it'd be a great reflection for both of us and for our listeners to think about, you know, what guideposts are you adjusting going into this year? Mm -hmm. I have a tendency, even though I don't have high context and I don't, I do have high discipline, but I'm so routined and I had received feedback in 2021 that I was a rule follower and that pissed me off <laughs> tremendously. I do, I do not like it and I know on more than one conversation that I had with others mm-hmm. who I trust to give me feedback. I said, oh, "Can you believe that someone called me a role follower?" And, and everyone was like, everyone was like uh, "Yeah, cuz you are." And it really just it I mean, you can't see me, but I'm kind of gritting my teeth. It it really rubbed me wrong because I'm an Aquarius, I'm a rebel. I am I've lived my entire life doing things differently than most people, mm-hmm. I think. So in my head, I'm not a rule follower. Mm-hmm. But then I started really thinking about how do I how do I come across? How do I project myself? So with intentionality, I think I chose muse as a way to say yeah, I'm I'm not a rule follower. I'm going to be wild. I'm going to be a rebel. I'm going to do things that will surprise everyone. And I did Mm
1: -hmm.
0: a lot. But when I'm thinking about those guideposts, I think it's critical that we readjust them, Mm -hmm. not just on an annual basis, but as we go into our word of the year, I think it's important for us to think about how will we check back in? How will we have those uh, accountability Um, Mm -hmm. places along the way or people along the way that keep us to our word. I had the opportunity and you had the opportunity last year in our words to be held accountable. Mm -hmm. We really did. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I look back, all I could find back as far back as to 2014 on my words. I don't know that I ever took a word as seriously as I took Muse this year. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh yeah, I could tell. It definitely, it was, um, I think we, Yeah. I think this last year we did not, as we talked about it a little bit in our Instagram live, I don't think we knew. Of course, we never know all the ways that our words are going to show up. But it's kind of like this, in the past, it's been this cool joy. Like, oh my gosh, that's really cool how my words showed up in that way. This year, it was like like I talk about this actually in spiritual direction all the time, like how God just kind of like slaps me across the face, like, come on, like, you know this, right? And so that's how I feel like my, our, both of our words were this past mm-hmm. year. It wasn't like a nice little nudge, like, oh, remember I'm here. Isn't it cool I showed up in this space for you and with you? It was like, um, no, hello, this is what you what's come out for the year, this is what you committed to for the year, and this is what I'm now holding you accountable to for the year. It was, mm-hmm. it was challenging, and, and I loved it. <laughs>
0: I did too. And I think I will always reflect back on 2021 as a year of intentionality Mm. in probably ways that don't make sense to a lot of people, but make a lot of sense to me. Mm -hmm. I think one of the pieces that Wilde shared on their um, Instagram page um, in reflecting on the ending of the year and the beginning of the year, and we we talked about ritual and, and what we do. I think I specifically um, spoke to that about how I I will probably look back and always be glad of what the muse led me to do Mm -hmm. and to try and to experience so far out of my comfort zone. I have a lot of gratitude for those who who didn't know me well but chose to say oh yes i know allison Mm -hmm. because you're a rule follower and (laughs) my my reaction to that instead of getting stuck in it i chose to do something with it if you don't like something about yourself well no one's coming to change it for you that's up to you so Leading into our Words of the Year this year, mm-hmm. I'm curious as to the influence that integrity has had on Equilibrium.
1: Huh, It's a curious question.
0: But first start with, um, because those who didn't catch mm-hmm. Instagram Live or don't follow us on Instagram yes. may not yet know our Words of the Year.
1: Yes, So, um, so my Word of the Year guest by the formidable J.C. Joyce, um, is Equilibrium, and um, so basically, uh, gosh, I still am trying to figure out how to like synthesize an explanation for it easily, <laughs> because um, really, um, I wanted, you know, in spiritual direction and my own reflection, um, I know that I have like a propensity to overwork and to throw myself into things, and I love that about myself and. It's been chronicled in our conversations a lot because um, especially the last two plus years now, two and a half, almost three years now, actually, um, I've been really working towards being where I am now, which is, you know, getting my Ph.D. and Um, being a full-time student and working towards, um, you know, long-term in the academy. And, and I love that, but it's like all consuming. Um, It's like all parts of my life, um, but it's my passion. And so it's easy, but just like, and I think how I described it on the Instagram live is just like our top five strengths are our greatest assets. They're also our potential um, for our blind spots. And so even though I love that I've been wired in a way to be able to work a ton and throw myself into something and dedicate my life to a purpose such as this, the downside of that is if I'm not careful, a lot of other areas of my life are easily neglected. And in this kind of space of such an intense program, intense study, and now all my community here is really also a part of that because my friends are my people in my cohort with me um, you know so my whole life and I live on campus so it's like my whole life is this university and is this program which I love I am not complaining about but I just know that um, that that means that usually I have to um, I, I make choices that aren't as beneficial for me in the long run um, I don't take breaks as much I don't take care of myself as much and um, you know so in these conversations about how do I really find alignment is the word that my spiritual director uses that really sticks with me alignment in your body your soul and your spirit and that's really where a lot of this came from was this idea of I know that I can work and I can work and I can work and I can be a great student and a great research assistant for the professor I work for and I can you know be a great cohort mate to the people that I study with but I know that that starts to lessen If I don't take care of myself, if I don't run, if I don't take advantage of the fact that I get to live in Washington, D.C., you know, best city, you know, (laughs) you know, in the United States, you know, but uh, but, you know, these just things that I just it's such a blessing to be here. But these same patterns of just like overworking myself and not taking care of myself that have been a part of my life for my whole life are here. Right. And so. I think the continuity then, which, you know, so then it really led me to equilibrium. Sorry, I'm not going to finish that thought. I will come back to it, though, bookmarked. Um, uh, The the equilibrium by definition, right, because alignment felt very passive and felt a little bit like, okay, just like something I need to correct, right? If something's out of alignment, you just Mm. correct it to get back into place, right, which is a great definition, But it isn't exactly how those things manifest in my life, because when something's out of alignment, it means that I have neglected it for the sake of one of the other things in my life, right? I have neglected running because I spend time studying and reading. Um, I neglect social time or FaceTime calls with my family because I feel like I have to work or get something done. And so it isn't just like putting something back in, it's needing to adjust the other things that are in that line in order to fit that one back into place. And so it kind of led me down a thesaurus of trying to figure out what exactly, like it was really similar to alignment, similar to balance, but like none of those had the kind of energy that I feel like it requires in my life life to get things into alignment and so the word equilibrium came through this rabbit trail of thesauruses of just looking at synonyms after synonyms and by definition um, equilibrium is bringing two things that are at odds with each other or in conflict with each other into a balance so the the Base of it is balance, right? But it's the naturally the the part that really resonated was the fact that they're literally in conflict with one another. When I say yes to something, it means I say no to something, if not directly, indirectly. And so, to draw back to your initial question, I think the continuity then with integrity is, for me, it's keeping myself in a place of integrity of like I am a whole human being, and hmm. I can't be the best researcher that I want to be and be the best student I want to be if I neglect my friendships or I neglect my faith or I neglect my physical body. And so, and I, I say this all the time. So here's another integrity bridge. Like if, you know, by definition, if you want to bridge the things between what you say or who you say you are and who you actually are, that by definition is what I've been working with by the definition of integrity and I feel like I preach to a lot of other people not preach but encourage and empower a lot of other people to take breaks to set their own rhythms to and, and tell people all the time like your family's going to get the best of you if you take a break from this mm-hmm. like work is not your end you know your end goal or your means to an end like your people your community your family your spirituality like all of those things are important parts of who you are as a whole human being and so you need to honor all of those parts, like through coaching and through friendships, like I feel like I'm always encouraging people in that, but I do not heed that advice to myself. And so the year of integrity has been what I say to myself and what I do. The year of equilibrium is what I'm saying to others, but I've never actually said to myself that I need. Right. There you go.
0: Process. So um, while I'm sharing a little bit about what what I think about that, I want you to think about is there an image? Is there an image that you can conjure sketch visualize that reflects what equilibrium means to you in 2022 but what i wanted to point out because it so rarely happens i did say balance first you did i did say balance first and so i i am going to give myself credit to just instinctively that's what i felt and that's what i wrote that day i was like she's referring to balance half a point half a point thank you for that um So be thinking about uh, an image, and you don't have to do it right now, but I want you to think about what is an image or a visual that represents what equilibrium means to you as as your word of the year. I think for me, Muse so influenced Chapter because of the Muse and me not being a rule follower and me really chasing my heart and my one true love, which is music. I met phenomenal people in the past year. People that I would not have known had I not been on a plane, had I not been standing next to a stage in the audience or with my notebook at a coffee shop writing. Um, so the Muse wasn't just about music and it wasn't just about, you know, rock star, shake your tambourine uh, kind of thing. It was also about writing from a side of me that i had not and that that came from that writing course which was you know connecting Mm -hmm. it made me forced me to name my muse and there she appeared and i thought well i can't leave her now so i think because of that word i realized that everyone has a story Mm -hmm. and i for whatever reason tend to be a channel a holding space a um someone who is willing to hear and not just willing to hear I rejoice in being so lucky as to hear someone else's story that was so clear to me in the latter part of 2021 that I thought I've I've got to do something different with my communication strength Mm -hmm. I have to do something different to get out of my old narratives. I'm reading a book, um, The Mountain Is You. I'm really loving it because it's it's all about reframing and so much of everything that we have empowers us to do what needs to be done. We have everything within us that we need to accomplish our dreams, but we keep ourselves stuck for a variety of reasons. And so chapter has so many different meanings to me. It means help other people tell their story. It means embrace the new chapter of your life, embrace the new chapter opportunities of your career, embrace this new chapter that Colorado is, um, get out of the old pages, turn the pages, burn the pages. Um, There's just so many different things that that Mm -hmm. align for me with chapter, but because of the muse, that led to that. I also recognize that it's through the same person who said, well, you know, you're such a rule follower, also said, oh my gosh, you should help me write my story, mm-hmm. that I felt like I could, yeah. like I, that I'm that capable mm-hmm. of helping someone write and share their story. I think that was a surprise to me. I think what the muse brought out of me last year surprised the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I could dance. I didn't know. I mean, I know I could dance, but I didn't know I could dance like that. I didn't know I loved. I forgot how much I loved to dance. I forgot how much I loved researching or writing about music. I lo- I forgot how much I loved being at the concerts. And a lot of that was alone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And. You'll hear from me and those that have listened to us for a while. When I use words with a capital, it means they have some kind of significant meaning, like knowing with a capital K. I have been alone with a capital A through the majority of my last few years. And this last year alone with a capital A through the lens of the muse Mm -hmm. has led me to a new chapter. And so I'm really excited about what that means for the year ahead. I also think that the words that are kind of subheadings or subtitles underneath the word of the year are huge.
1: Mm.
0: Under, under the, the outline of chapter, I mean, there's pages and stories and mm-hmm. new and old and storytelling and lots of guesses um, as to my words of the year that came through the Instagram Live mm-hmm. are subtitles. Oh in this new chapter i'm very very excited about what that looks like um and and what's to come so my word of the year is is chapter and i'm incredibly grateful that after i named it how many wonderful people reached out to say oh yeah I, I see that or i know or i get that or here's here's how i hope this manifests and one that i wanted to read out loud is um from my long time my longtime mentor but also someone who pays really close attention to our words and always um encourages our words um that's Gigi, and she sent to me today i love this quote it actually made me do the For those of you who know me, when something impacts me, I put my hand over my heart and I use the phrase, I use a lot of phrases around heart, but you know, oh my gosh, my heart feels, my heart hurts, my heart is happy, just like it was when my kids surprised me um, over the holidays. But here's the phrase she sent me to me today that made me put my hand over my heart. Sing in me muse and through me tell the story. And... That's what prompted me to say today, how did our last year's words and the guideposts and wow. how did that lead to our new words? Sing and me muse and through me tell the story. And that's from the Odyssey. And I read the Odyssey in high school and I was one of those mm-hmm. absolute Greek mythology nerds. I couldn't get enough of the hero's journey. I couldn't get enough of these stories. Mm-hmm. And so I've been thinking about that book recently, like, I need to read that again. And sure enough, this comes from Gigi today. And she said, I saw the quote at the beginning of a book I'm reading, and I thought of you. It seems like the perfect transition for your word to 2022.
1: Mm. Wow. Yeah. And
0: it is. Yeah. So I'm very excited. Nice. Um, those of you who follow my blog will see that I'm going to be shifting to different mediums those of you who follow me on social media are going to find that I'm going to choose some different mediums and this old microphone here is going to help me through part of that but also I'm going to have to dive deep and dig deep in my learner because there's a lot of this I don't yet know how to do I think I'm even going to have TikToks (laughs) because what I have reflected on is when I share someone, when I help someone share their story, mm-hmm. they have a deep desire to be heard, but not everybody has the same medium. Mm-hmm. So some people love a podcast. Yeah. Some people love written, whether that's a blog or they want it printed. Yeah. Um, some people love a videography. Some people love social media. And so I'm I'm going to try to do a mix of I the mediums that. to to honor sharing other people's stories. First one will come out hopefully the week of January tenth. If I get everything, I get everything lined up and I can can pull it off. Um, and I'll be helping Cal yeah. uh, to share his story. And so Cal is a very strong influence mm-hmm. in this new adventure and um, someone I can't wait for you all to meet. Oh. He is a character all in himself.
1: I love it. I love it. And I think it's like it's so it's so true. Like when I thought about your transition from the muse to chapter to storytelling to writing to all of the subtitles um, and I you know of of chapter um, it's like such a natural evolution and and that's evident right in your description of it even but to me it was like a microcosm muse was a microcosm of what's to come for this year for you because it was that expression the writing the culmination of stories. right it wasn't other people's stories but it was your an entire year of writing a love letter to music and all the different ways that music manifests in our lives like I loved reading your music notes because I'm a music fan too and I just I didn't even think about all the different ways like from soundtracks to concerts to the lyrics to you know like leads of bands it's like you went through all of these different kind of foci in terms of all of your newsletters and it really helped I think everyone that read them unpack but not only music and what you taught I mean I learned so much through your writing but it was like it was so evident your love for music through that and I just think like what a great way to segue into now a different form of your communication just like you said but expanding that through like your next greatest love which is people right and getting to tell the stories of people and I'm just excited to
0: see all the ways that it shows up I'm excited too. And I think it has reignited passion and purpose for me. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I haven't been this excited about something in a long while. And I remember laying in bed, you know, when it came to me and I I was like, I wanted to jump out of bed and start and, you know, at two o'clock in the morning, that's not a good idea. However, Liz Gilbert advises That if you are laying there and you have enough time to think about something, then get your ass up and start working on it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's also a great reminder of kind of a coming back to myself that was a younger me. Mm -hmm. That I loved, loved writing fictional stories, creative writing when I was a kid. Um, Mrs. Weber got me in a writing contest of course I mean just all those things that you forget about our love and joy that you life gets busy I had a great conversation with my friend Sarah last night I was so overjoyed to be surprised by my children and I will tell you that that's a gift I just can't even I can't even put it into words and I, we love surprises in our family, but it's hard to surprise Allison. So there's a video that um, that Lauren's boyfriend took that is so good because it, mm-hmm. like, captures my face. And yep. that's another feedback piece that I've received from people in your face. Yep. Well, this time, I mean, it was, you can't <laughs> deny, like, I don't even know what's happening. and But I looked at Sean. Mm-hmm. I, I looked at, I've watched that video over and over, but I looked at Sean and Sean's joy and having pulled off a surprise yeah. and um, Shanna's joy. And you couldn't see Dylan from behind the camera, his joy and Lauren's joy, like that was so meaningful to me, but mm-hmm. it's reminded me that there's some really simple things in my life that bring me tremendous happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, time in nature is also a big love of mine. So I'm embarking on my first snowshoe class this weekend and, you know, trying to, to get back to the basics of maybe what my early chapters indicated mm-hmm. that were happy that I forgot because life came at me so quickly. And in talking with my friend Sarah last night, she's like, You were 21 yeah. when you became a parent. Mm-hmm. And there are times what I think this will also be good for me is to look back on previous chapters of my life not from the same lens, from a lens now of gratitude, of peacefulness, of forgiveness and acceptance that I'm no longer striving to change them or fix them or make them better, Mm -hmm. but just say this was Mm -hmm. this chapter in my life. And I may not have gotten it perfect and I may not have gotten it even right, Mm -hmm. but I did it. And, you know, what did I glean from that? What did I learn from that? So I, I think that this word has a lot to teach me just like the muse did. Mm -hmm. And I think that equilibrium Mm -hmm. is going to bring tremendous guideposts Mm -hmm. in the way that you balance integrity. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is really an opportunity for you, Tess, to practice the integrity that you gifted the rest of the universe last year Mm. to yourself.
1: So let's checking, talk about. Let's talk about feedback. Checking <laughs> off words of the year on our outline. <laughs> okay. Um. You started off by naming three hundred and sixty. So explain to people what three hundred and sixty is. Where has like this focus on feedback come from? Where do you hope it goes?
0: So it is a new offering that I will be providing in part of my practice um, as a as a coach and a consultant. And 360 feedback is really essentially asking—it's—it's it's professional development and um, really kind of a performance evaluation in a lot of ways. But it's asking people to name your strengths, your assets, your um, your moments of flow where you shine. And also asking for feedback as to where you get stuck Mm -hmm. and what are your blind spots, which I love that you talked about assets and blind spots Mm -hmm. of our strengths. It's very much a tool to give feedback Mm -hmm. in a a fuller scope. So 360 full scope.
1: Yeah, because it's also like from all of the people, right? Normally in a performance evaluation, you just get it from the person that supervises you.
0: So the 360 piece, one of the things that I've learned about it, however... Is that you typically choose who gives feedback. Now I've got a lot of feelings about that. That's so, and much so bias as a researcher. Well, that's it's so just much bias. Also, Tess, it's like who we name for our who we name to be our references when we yeah. apply for a job. Yeah. I'm not gonna give you a reference that's gonna say Allison talks too much. Yeah. Yep. So what I would like to think about for myself, this isn't necessarily how I'm gonna provide it as a consultant, but as I've looked at this tool, the first thing I said, because I'm very unfamiliar with it, I said, before I'm going to use it or even be part of the instrument or part of the evaluation, you need to do this on me. For sure. I need to feel this and accept this. Awesome. And then I started really pondering who, who would I ask to provide feedback? I love it. And oh, I think this is a great thing to think about uh-huh. because. I would really want, if it's going to be 360, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I'm looking at this broader and more holistic Mm -hmm. than career. I'm looking at this as, as a human being at this season and stage of my life, what do I need to hear so that I can better understand who I am and how I show up? And it has come from the very honest feedback of the humans who said, Hey, you're a rule follower. And I was like, Excuse me, I'm not. And then I said to people I trust, oh, Someone called me a rule follower. And they all nodded their heads and said, Uh huh. Yeah. So what do what? you mean? <laughs> and I was blindsided by that, mm-hmm. which says to me, I'm something's going on with my mirror that I don't see how I mm-hmm. show up. So, all of you who are on the TikTokery, um, I'm gonna say this: It is not just doing dances, people. It is not just you know, doing yeah, dances. Yeah. It, there's some really, really great material out there, and there's an individual. Um, now I can't think of his name, but he's a, a therapist, and he. I think it's, his name is Jeff, like Jeff the therapist. And he was he's talking creative. about if you, if you are, if you are working with a coach, if you are working with someone who is giving you feedback or you are i mean in his particular line of work he's talking about therapy or counselor he encouraged these questions that you should ask these questions of your therapist and this is what got me thinking about this so and I'm get ready Vicki that's my fabulous therapist because I'm going to be asking her these questions and I've been working with her for a bit so what gets in the way of my healing what are you saying to me that isn't getting through What's the most important thing that we should focus on now? What am I defensive about? Do I make you ever feel frustrated or anxious? What growth have you seen in me? What was your first impression of me and how has it changed? What's the honest assessment of my circle of support? What's your honest assessment of my circle of support? What's my biggest strength? And what's my biggest weakness? And I thought, these aren't just questions for a therapist. These are questions we should be asking anybody who matters right. to us. But also, we should be asking them to people that would give us honest feedback. And I think feedback is kind of a fascinating thing. If you follow Adam Grant um, on social media, he does a great job talking about mm-hmm. feedback. Because fluff feedback is, is not helpful. hmm realistic real honest feedback is very difficult
1: Mm -hmm. and And it requires the right person that's the thing right like yes actually to land and for you not to get offensive we can go back to or offended right it goes back to the relationships move at the speed of trust like you have to have established trust with someone to be at that space
0: and you have to be as the recipient in a Mm -hmm. space where you are willing to be open to it. Mm-hmm. So I kind of love pondering the the 360 vowel. and I've asked a few people if they've ever gone through it. Um, some people that I have, um, I know in more of the corporate um, leadership space. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've had some really interesting uh, responses to that. But when I asked, how were the people chosen? Yeah. And they said, well, we choose them. And I said, Okay. Now my understanding is from my perspective of what I'm going to be doing with it as a coach and consultant is I would make suggestions Mm -hmm. to the client. Mm -hmm. So Tess, I would encourage you to, um, your spiritual director would be a great person. Your sister would be a great person. I mean, these are some people that I would encourage you to, but I'm much more holistic as a coach and a consultant. Mm -hmm. And some of the feedback I received from people who had done the 360 eval is that they just gave them a list. They gave the mm-hmm. consultant to coach a list. And I said, oh, well, that would never work for me. I, I'm going to push you. That's yeah. You don't hire me to keep you stuck. You, you're, you're interested in coaching because you want to grow. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to push those boundaries. But here's what I was thinking about when I was running. Of course, these are what my thoughts happen. What if we did this? This is sociologist in me, mm-hmm. and a little bit of the uh, mid '90s Allison at Doan sociologist with romantic relationships. You knew that's what I was gonna say, oh, where you're you? going to say. I can see I you totally where your head. going. <laughs> so, so I up. Have, I have so many thoughts call on up the this. Mics. <laughs> Someone asked me recently if I had a type, <laughs> and I said. Mike. Let me begin. Let me begin with four. No, actually, if you go even deeper, if you go even further back into my chapters, four-letter names and basically being emotionally unavailable are... That's
1: my type. Emotionally <laughs> unavailable men with four-letter names. All of
0: them. I'm not kidding. It's it's actually a little bit spooky. It's, it's, it's not a little bit spooky. It's a lot of bit spooky because... I, I was like, oh, four-letter, n- wait. wait. Then I went back further. I went back further and I went, oh, very first boyfriend. Like what? Oh, four-letter, n- up to the most recent disastrous relationship of four-letter names. So anyway, anyway, my first thought was, what a great sitcom or documentary this would be. Mm-hmm. It'd be almost like, um, what was the name of that show where oh my gosh, it's the guy from Almost Famous and he is like, it's about karma. And he goes backwards in his life and he goes and he apologizes and tries to make it right for all these people. Is his name Ed or something? Allison, you are terrible at this. Um, He was the lead singer in the band Stillwater. Um, Well, he was supposed to be the lead singer and then Billy Crudup like, because he was a great guitarist and really good looking stole the show, but he was the lead singer in the band Stillwater in the mu- in the movie, almost famous. And then he went on to have this, like, it was like a sitcom mm. and it was all about karma. And he went and tried to make things right with all the people that he had wronged. And I'm not saying <laughs> that we should all, we should all go knock on the doors of, of every previous relationship, and say, I'm here to do an interview for some feedback. However, I do think the 1990s research of relationships person, sociologist Allison, mm-hmm. is really fascinated by that. And um, I might.
1: Yeah.
0: I think that would be a great interview. Mm hmm. What was it like? <sighs> What was it like to be married?
1: <laughs> what were the impediments to her healing? <laughs> what were her what got experience? in
0: the way of her growth?
1: <laughs> what got in the way of her growth? Did I, did I ever make you
0: feel anxious?
1: Yeah, oh my gosh. Or, oh my
0: God. or frustrated. <laughs>
1: um, I feel like we could even do that and we have a different kind of relationship. And I can tell right. you. No.
0: <laughs> but I, okay, so like, on that, on that result, you knew I was going to go there with this, yep. but yep. on that note, on that page. <laughs> uh huh. What would it be like if we were so open to feedback that in our most prized relationships or even our most influential relationships that are no longer um, part of us, mm-hmm. if we simply would be open to asking, what what should I know and glean and learn from mm-hmm. from this? What did you try to say to me that I didn't hear? Mm-hmm. Um what was your first impression first impression of me and how did that change? How did I how have I grown? Because I think my children do this so remarkably well, whether I want to hear them or not. What I'm learning is how to be more open to their feedback. Mm-hmm. And it gets easier because they're pretty remarkable adults, mm-hmm. but it's never easy to take.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think you have to really dig deep and be ready for 360 feedback. Yeah. Otherwise, it...
1: You have to be ready for any feedback, right? Or else it's not going to land. And that's the, the beautiful but the frustrating part of feedback is it has to be from the right person to the right person at the right time and in the right way. Like, I could, even if it was the right time and the right people, like, even if it was my best friends, if it was via a text and you didn't give me context or I couldn't see your facial expressions, it's not going to land as well if I'm not in person with you or can't see you via video,
0: you know. So let's think about the world today and really how much feedback is given without that. Mm -hmm. So I think back all the time to, you know, when Coach Osborne and I would talk about the difference between coaching Mm -hmm. in the 90s and today. Yeah. I mean players receive instantaneous feedback yep. from couch coaches. They, they receive instantaneous mm-hmm. feedback in the middle of a game. Yep. I think about um, how we all speak our opinions, whether we're qualified or not, like feedback is everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's not always from that trusted source or feeling like it's in person or could I see that person's face as they give that to me. I also have a couple little hypotheses on this. Mm-hmm. I think that athletes and musicians would probably be two of the categories most open to feedback because they get it anyway. You
1: receive so much of it all the time. Yeah, makes sense. Okay. I also think that they're like we pivoted to a very different definition than a feedback. And I think that's maybe there There needs to be an adjective on it. Like when I think of the word constructive, I think of constructive criticism, right? Mm-hmm. And that's like, that changes then what we're really talking about, criticism versus feedback. But maybe it's like feedback that changes us, right? Like feedback that impacts us. Like, because in the end, that kind of stuff online, you know, in my mind, whatever. Like, I don't really care because I don't know you and you don't know me. So you're giving me evaluation or feedback based on not having a working knowledge of who I am. And might be my individualization, might be, you know, whatever it is that's, like, it, it doesn't even matter at all because you don't actually know me, right? Like, there are very few people that I will, like... I'll take feedback from anybody, but there's very few people whose feedback will actually change who I am or make me think about who I am. Mm -hmm. And that's Mm -hmm. like the defining feature. And you're right. I think not only musicians, athletes, people in the public space, like very visibly that are connected with a lot of people that they don't know, They might receive a lot more feedback, but they're also might be willing to take more feedback from other people. But I think that the other distinguishing feature of that is that they're in a space where there is some sort of universal measure about how they should act, how they should perform, how they should show up on the field, how they should show up in the concert hall right? How they should show up on TV or in a movie, right? Like there's some sort of metric. And that's one of the distinguishing feature is whether or not we really think about it, we kind of have universal measures for people like that, right? Maybe more nuanced for musicians, right? But like, generally, if we're going to go see a rock band, we want to see rock music and a great show that energizes us, right? Like, you know, we have some sort of expectation of them. And that's where they open themselves up to receiving feedback is because they're putting themselves in a space. Space, where there's some sort of measurement of success.
0: And I think we could do a whole additional episode on, do they knowingly go into that yeah. with think. that awareness? I think about politics. Mm-hmm. I think about um, schools. Mm-hmm. I think about people willing to take on a volunteer position. I mean, uh, there's so much mm-hmm. depth to that. But what I was thinking about in regards to this this feedback piece is how many of us have ever really received it. You know, as a trainer and a teacher and a consultant, as a coach, I get it all the time because we're constantly surveying our clients and we're constantly surveying our participants. Mm-hmm. So I'm used to someone saying she's a little too jazz handy for me or wow, she inspired me. Like those are the things I'm used to. It has meaning to me. Mm-hmm when it's attached to someone that i respect Mm -hmm. even if i don't necessarily agree with them and i think that that piece is is really a critical part of feedback as we as we spoke Mm -hmm. to like it's coming from a trusted source but i think even the word trust Mm
1: -hmm.
0: there are people i don't like necessarily that i would trust their feedback because i know who they are as a human being Mm -hmm. And I would really benefit from their feedback probably because I know they don't like me either. Mm.
1: And you have the flip side then, though, too, in your example of people that you don't know very well, but it's the feedback itself that they give you that, you know, from your years of experience teaching and training and coaching and consulting that that would be helpful and would improve your performance. Like that's that outside perspective. Right. When we talk Mm -hmm. about like a new person coming into an organization, like fresh eyes, like that sort of context is fresh eyes for you. But it's also then very targeted, like the example of people in the public space. It's just about what you're doing, not about who you are.
0: Mm -hmm. And back to your point, the you're a rule follower came from someone I didn't know very well. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It opened me to be able to receive that feedback from others that I trusted. Mm -hmm. And I think instead of quickly dismissing it, I'm glad I took it seriously enough to say, Wait, now what? And I, I wonder, I wonder why it happened when it did, or I wonder why I was open to it when it did, but there's a reason that that feedback was necessary for me at the time. It's helped me to think about how routine I am it, and then it's taken me back to every time someone else has told me yeah. something to that effect. I remember once Gigi saying, Oh, of course, no, you're not routine. You don't make your coffee the night before. And I said, what? <laughs> what? Yeah. I make my coffee the night before because doesn't everybody, no, no. no. um, doesn't everybody do the same thing over and over. Um, no. And it often reminds me of what you had said initially when you learned about your strengths. Like the awareness of...
1: Doesn't everybody have maps on their head? Well, of course they don't. I'm the one was giving directions to people. <laughs>
0: but the, because of feedback, mm-hmm. we are able to see ourselves in a truer way, in a way that we can more be in our strengths, we can be more in flow and in the best version of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that if we would open ourselves more to it, mm-hmm. we would be able to see some of those blind spots illuminated through a different perspective. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of excited about the, the 360 learning. I'm really excited and hopeful that someone will start with me so that I can, can get an idea, but I would love for our listeners to do a little bit of a self check on feedback and also a little bit of an inventory. If you were to do this from a true space of equilibrium, who would you choose? Mm-hmm. I love that. Who would you choose to be interviewed about how you mm-hmm. show up
1: That's good.
0: and is it balanced? or is it heavy on the I know that I know that if you interview Sean it will be very different than if you interview Lauren. No, yep.
1: Yeah, so, sure. Maybe There's Sean like, first. And if it's unbalanced in which way is it unbalanced? Because my inclination is to go to the critics. But that is biased feedback too.
0: And so why do you go to the critics and why do I go to the to the people who it's totally related to our strengths. It
1: totally is. <laughs> I suppose something think it's related to our enneagram type, but that's a whole different. That's like a great oh, green Oh I learned a lot.
0: I learned a lot about the enneagram um, last week while my kids while my kids were visiting. Um, mm-hmm. Shanna is super into it, and um, every time something comes up, she's like, "Oh, this makes so much sense so because much sense. you're a type because two. I'm you're a two. two. <laughs> and I couldn't remember my wings, um, which I need to look back at. At that, I also need to dive a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm, you do into the assessment, um, very but
1: when we first took it, and you I, have the best assessment out there because that's what I made you take because I know all the assessments, and so you have the actual one that's weighted and somewhat statistically reliable.
0: Okay, I'll, so I'll, I'll relook my results and, and I will Just <laughs> share it with Shanna. I Shanna also is huge into astrology. And we all know our signs, and we all know our rising, and we all know our all of the things, and all of
1: the
0: things. we're oh learning. Gosh.
1: Okay, well, look at that. We stayed on. We, I'm going to post this when I post our episode, just so people <laughs> see that we are somewhat organized this time, and maybe that's a goal that we have for our time together. But, okay, so you posed a question, but I'm going to walk us back through. I would like to know first what people do to celebrate the new year do you do anything to celebrate the new year what rituals what patterns what uh what do what are you intentional about with the turning of the year the calendar year um number two do you have a word or an intention for 2022 and how did your has your word or intention like we both answered from 2021 impacted how has it led to your word how is it feeding into your word for this next year and then finally how do you feel about feedback are you open to it Are you uh, closed to it? Who do you appreciate it from? Who do you not appreciate it from? And then if you were to um, do your own self-assessment, if you were to want to go through this 360 um, feedback uh, loop and kind of walk through this with someone who knows how to proctor it for you, who would you include on that list? And what do they look like? Are they your cheerleaders? Are they your critics? Are they a good mix of both? Summarize it. Okay. Awesome. Beautiful. Well, that's what we'll have for you all today. So thank you everyone for tuning in to episode 92 of Jenna Millie. If you enjoyed today's conversation, consider sharing this episode with a friend to interact with us and share your responses to the questions that we posed. Best way to do that is to give us a follow on Instagram at Jenna Millie. That's at G-E-N-N-A-N-D-M-I-L-L-I-E. Until next time.